All right, what's up, everybody? It is very late, every bit the latest I've ever recorded a podcast. Uh, from the time of recording this to the time of it being released will have been about eight hours. So, this could go off the rails rather quickly. So let's not delay, let's get into it. It's episode 51 of Life's a Garden. Welcome back to Life's a Garden, and a happy Memorial Day to you all. Uh, like I just mentioned, it is extremely late because uh, I had a very busy weekend. I didn't have any time to do the podcast, and maybe maybe I did have some time here and there, and I just chose not to. But realistically, I didn't have a lot of time. Now, could I have done the podcast on a Monday and released it on a Tuesday? Sure. But that's not how I operate. And I do it all for you guys. I want to stay on a on a regular schedule. And we always post on Sundays or Mondays. Never on Tuesdays. So here I am. It's, all, it's basically Monday right now. As I'm recording this. But it won't come out till 7 or 8 like it always does. And that's probably when I'll be going to bed at this point. So, um, yeah, this could get a little wild. Who knows? We've never done one this late. But, hey, something different, right? We're just trying something different. No, so, okay, busy weekend. Let me tell you about it. Um, let's see, Friday. What did I do Friday? I probably got drunk. Who knows? I actually don't remember what I did Friday. But anyway, yeah, uh, so the band, we have a, I don't, I don't know if I should uh, necessarily reveal exactly what we have coming out soon, or coming up soon, so I want to just, we'll, we'll release that as a band and I'll talk about it when it comes out, but we had to do some things to uh, do that, like we spent a lot of time this weekend um, doing something for the band so that took up a lot of time I had a couple graduation parties that I went to um, we went and saw some live music last night that was fun we uh, shout out to Twin Divisions that's my friend Justin's other band who's also in, in my band so shout out to them they did a great job great performance the other acts that played that night were very good as well. Craft Local, uh, they got a new stage up there. That was really cool to see. And I'm actually excited to play there again. It was cool to be on the outside and watching a show. I don't think I've ever actually stood and watched a show. So now I kind of got an idea of the sound, how the sound works in that place. So maybe we can uh, tinker with that next time we play there. Um, yeah, like I said, a couple graduations. And then... Went out a couple nights, had some fun. Uh, a lot of sports. I was watching a lot of sports. Uh, how about them Avs, right? They are looking uh, pretty hot right now. 
So, just got done watching them blow out the Las Vegas Golden Knights. How obvious is the NBC sportscasting crew in favoritism of the Golden Knights? They were down 6 to 1 in the fourth or I mean the third period and they were on a 9 minute penalty power play and they had staved them off for like the the Knights the the um Avs were on a pen, on a power play which if you're not a hockey fan means 5 on 4 and for it was like a 9 minute power play so for 9 minutes they had to go uh the Knights had four players the Avs had five and usually you know obviously on a power play you have a better chance of scoring well they held them off for like what 5 6 minutes and then the Avs finally did score on them and rather than the announcers being like, well, they're just getting their asses kicked tonight and good on Kale McCarr for making that shot, they were like, well, you really got to give it to that goalie for holding off so long and credit to the to the Golden Knights. Hey, credit to them for what? Seven to one? Hey, good job, goalie. You allowed seven goals. Congratulations. You're the third star of the night. So NBC can clearly has either a hard on for the Golden Knights or doesn't really like the Colorado Avalanche, which hey don't matter to me because they're kicking ass five and zero right now in the playoffs. So give it up for the Colorado Avalanche, possibly the next Stanley Cup winners, and they say this is going to be the toughest or like the number one. Matchup, the Avs and the Knights were the, had the best records. Well, guess what? You just saw them get blown out seven to one. Let's see what's the best. You know who knows? We'll see what happens. There's still a long series, but that ain't a good way to start a series. My Nuggets, on the other hand, they aren't doing as hot. Playing against a tough Portland team. Series is tied two to two. It's going back to Denver on Tuesday. We'll see how that pans out. Jokic still going to be the MVP. But they're having some struggles right now. So we will see what happens with that. Uh, I still believe they can win this series. Next series might not be so easy. But I just hope they can at least advance one. At least I got one team that's looking hot. And that's your Colorado Avalanche, baby. So I'm, I'm pulling for them all day. So yeah, I watched a bunch of sports. That was a lot of in-between time for me. It was either me going to do stuff with the band, watch sports, go to uh, graduation parties, all this stuff. So it was just a busy, busy weekend, which is great. I like when that happens, honestly, because it fills your weekend out. You get more stuff done, and you feel like it was a long weekend. Now, I had mentioned it is Memorial Day. Y'all are having a nice day off of work. Probably a paid day off, most likely. Hey, and guess who gets a paid day off as well? I do. But guess who's working? I am. Because at my job, in my position, we got to have at least one guy stay or work on the paid days off because sales never gets a day off, unless it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. So... 
I gotta be there unless they sell a, uh, in case they sell a car so I can clean it up for the customer. The reason I drew the short straw was because I had a four-day weekend last week. So, fair's fair. I will be at work on a paid day off. But that's double pay for me. I'll probably out wash my truck or do some of my own shit. Who knows? Probably just be posting the podcast and listening to other podcasts. Um. Oh, yeah. I want to mention also um, my new podcast. I have a second podcast out. It is the Good Old Boys Podcast. It is a comedy podcast with my f- best friend, Mac Anderson. Uh, I recommend you go check it out. I think it's really funny, honestly. Like, y- you always imagine things being a certain way, and they don't always turn out that way. I think this, po- you know, the podcast I'm doing with Mac, I love the setup. I like how the everything, um, the way we structure the podcast we play we do segments we play games it's it's all around funny it's just us poking fun at each other now let me say this okay because i won't say it on that podcast because that podcast is about having fun it's about being goofy and just trying to make people laugh and i've tried i try to do that on this podcast sometimes it's a little hard by yourself and when i'm doing podcast when i'm doing guest podcasts I'm trying to be a little funny, but also keep it serious and have have real conversations with people. That's not what that podcast is. The Good Old Boys podcast is about not taking anything serious, just being goofy. And the reason I say this, our last episode got a little racy. And by racy, I mean uh, it's a little sexual. And we were talking about like OnlyFans and strip clubs and got a little raunchy. Let's put it that way. We got a little raunchy. But it's all jokes. We're just fucking around. We're just... I try to say things that make Mac uncomfortable, which is really easy to do. And the only reason I even bring that up is because we had a couple people say, Oh, I don't know. That sounded like it was in poor taste. Or, oh, but, you know, I don't know. That was... I don't know how I felt about that. Well, guess what? It's jokes you don't gotta feel anyway it's all we're kidding we're making we're making jokes and i know that can be hard for anybody who knows us personally and doesn't see us that way or knows this podcast and knows that's not exactly how i operate but when i'm with my friend it's a lot easier for me to be funny and to exaggerate things and to be over the top and try to make him uncomfortable and say weird, awkward, uncomfortable things. So for anybody new to that podcast, or new to comedy for that matter, hey, a lot of people are out of touch with comedy and don't know what funny is. Maybe it's not for you. So don't watch it. You can stay and watch this podcast. There ain't nothing that weird about this one except this one. This episode might get a little weird because it's late. But yeah. Uh, go check out the Good Old Boys podcast. It's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed doing it. And I told you, I told you a long time ago I had another podcast I was going to do. And now it's here. Your boy's running double duty. He does all the editing. He does all the promotion. 
and I like it. I love doing it. It gives me stuff to do. That's been keeping me busy too, though. And, yeah, so. I wanted to mention that. So, um, it is Memorial Day. And because of that, I thought this would be a great opportunity to take a moment and remember some of the people in my life who are no longer with us and kind of share some of my favorite memories of these people because you know I look at this podcast in a lot of ways like you know I get to tell my stories I get to like share how I feel about certain things and uh, obviously with guest podcasts I get to help other people share their stories and their opinions and like that's why I like to do these solo podcasts as well because that's my opportunity to do, do the same for myself but um, we don't really get uh, the people who aren't here anymore don't really get to tell stories and they don't you know all we can do is really remember them and, and tell the stories that we have of them and so, like I said, when I look at this podcast, I kind of look at it as a lot of things. And one of those things is the opportunity to share with people who don't know um, my family, my friends, my loved ones who aren't with us. And I get to tell those stories for everybody to hear. And hopefully, hey, maybe one day this podcast gets big. Who knows? Probably not. But maybe more people listen to it than I expect. And they get to hear the stories of the people who I think deserve to be heard about. So I'm going to uh, tell some stories about some people who aren't with us anymore. And actually, and first off, let me just say this. Because I, I understand that Memorial Day is meant to be... The remembering of... Well, first and foremost, I should say, it is meant to be the remembering of um, veterans who are not with us anymore, war heroes, people who have fought and died for this country. So, I would like to start off by saying thank you to any man or woman who has ever served in the military and to the families of those who have lost people in... Uh, that have served our country. Uh, thank you all for your service. Thank you all for your sacrifice. And uh, yeah, so it, it does not go unnoticed and it is not forgotten. You are all, mem uh, you know, we, we remember you uh, and we and we thank you for your service. So, but, but also, you know, uh, in addition to that, we do remember all of our loved ones, all of our close, the close people to us who we've lost. And let me just go ahead and extend a, um, just, uh, recognition to all of you for your loved ones, the ones you've lost, uh, if you're listening. So to you, um, keep, keep those people in mind today. Remember them, remember your favorite times with them. And, uh, yeah. So, um, I, I might as well start off with my, uh, my grandfather who did serve in the military. 
uh, my grandpa Ray, my mom's dad, who I actually do not remember. I only have a few photos with him when I was a kid, but I do want to just mention him for the simple fact that he was a military man. He did serve this country, and so uh, I remember him today. He uh, called me Claude, apparently. That was the name that he decided to call me, and I only know, I know that because my mom had told me that. So, um, And I will add my my grandpa John who is my dad's father I did not know him I did not know either of my grandfathers but I will mention their names anyway however I do remember my grandmothers my grandma Mary who is my mother's mom um I I have uh, very few memories with her just because I was very young. But the memory that sticks out to me every time I think about her, we were having like the floors done or the kitchen was getting remodeled or something like that was happening at the house. Um, I want to say they were doing like carpet or floors or something like that. We couldn't we couldn't go into the house. And I remember my grandma, my grandma Mary, taking me and my sister, I believe, or it might have just been me, I don't remember now, to McDonald's. And we got, you know, I got a Happy Meal, she got a little something, and we went and we ate it on the porch outside the house while everyone was doing the carpets or whatever. And I don't know why. That's just the, that's the one memory that <clears throat> always comes to my mind. And I do have a few memories here and there. I do remember the day um, she passed. <clears throat> I remember the ambulance, and just I woke up and I remember it was just a frenzy. There was an ambulance in the front in the front of the house, and um, that's basically all I remember of that. But the best memory I have is when she took me to McDonald's. Now, my grandma Ellen, my grandma Sue Ellen O'Connell, my dad's mother, I have a boatload of memories with her. She might be um, one of the single most influential people in my life who has ever been in my life she was definitely um a co-mother figure to me she um she did a lot for us man like she she basically made sure that we stayed as a family me and my brother and my sister she didn't have to you know my i've mentioned it before on the podcast that you know both my parents did some time in prison and so during that time my grandma put it upon herself to raise us and make sure we stayed as a family otherwise we were going to get put in foster care or you know get separated into other parts of the family but with her taking us and she didn't have to do that like she she had already raised nine kids of her own and then taking on three young kids at the age of you know 70 
That's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And God, I could go on with memories of her. I remember she used to make these donuts, like homemade donuts. And, uh, that was just super exciting to be able to, I just, whenever she was making donuts, we always had fun helping her make them and enjoying those. I remember like she, she was such a like Catholic woman and she raised us to be Catholic. And I remember playing church with her. Like I built a cross and I would be the priest. And so like, <laughs> that was like a game we played cause we knew she would like that. We knew she would enjoy have like playing that. She used to sing songs with us. She'd sing, uh, or yeah, she always had songs that she'd sing to us, like "You Are My Sunshine," and uh, a couple other ones that I I'm, I can't think of right now. But yeah, so, and then another memory I have is constantly we watched "Oh Brother Where Art Thou," and every time I watch that movie, I think of her. Because, like, every part of that soundtrack, every, you know, I don't know. We watched that movie probably a dozen times together. And she was the type of person that never watched the same movie twice. That movie she would watch every time that we would watch that. She would, like, she would sit down and watch that movie with us. And every year on her birthday, I watched that movie to remember her and, uh, yeah. So that's one of those are a few of many memories I have with her. Um, the second, easily the second, if not tied for the the most influential person in my life, and I've talked about him before, is my uncle Don. <clears throat> I always said that my grandma made me the person that I am. And my uncle made me the man that I am. Um, I learned how to treat a woman. I learned how to treat strangers and how to how to um, make business dealings and how to you know just be be a good person and be a good man from him. I learned little just streetwise tricks of everyday life. Um, as far as memories with him, again, I have so many. Because he was like a father figure in my life. So I remember going. we went to San Diego together. Um, we got, you know, we... The flight took... It was a delayed flight, so we got in. We were going to go to uh, SeaWorld that day. We didn't. We ended up kind of just hanging out in Old Town, San Diego. Next day, we went to SeaWorld. I got sunburnt as fuck. Like, I was about as bad sunburn as you can get. Don't know why I didn't think to bring sunscreen to San Diego. And then, um, yeah, we went to a football game. We went on the beach. We did all this. All the while, I looked like a goddamn lobster. And <clears throat> you can look up this game. It was a Monday night football game. Chargers-Broncos. He's a huge Chargers fan. I'm a huge Broncos fan. One of us was going to be disappointed. 
He had never been to a Chargers game. This was the first Chargers game he had ever been to. Uh, he paid for my trip. He paid for his trip to go down, see his favorite team in San Diego. It was a Monday night football game. Never forget it. 2012. Peyton Manning. It was his first year with the Broncos. Um, We were down 28-7 to seven at halftime. And came back to win the game, I believe, 35-28. to 28. I don't remember the score exactly. It might have been like 35-31. to 31. But we, can't, we made this immaculate comeback. I can't imagine the disappointment that he had, you know, make, spending all that money. We made the trip down there. His team loses. But he couldn't help but be happy for me that I got to be there and watch my team win. And so that was probably one of the best moments I had was just going to that, going on that trip with him, uh, multiple, multiple times, just hanging out, watching football games, anytime watching UFC fights together. Sports was a big thing. And then of course, concerts, man, I wouldn't be into the music. I am if it weren't for him. Like, he 100% molded my musical influence. Showed me all the bands, took me to concerts. You know, I was doing things that kids my age were never doing. You know, at least the ones I was hanging out with. Going to concerts, seeing, like, some wild stuff. And, you know, he was more than happy to do that with me. So he, by all rights and reasons made me into the musician I am because all those bands influenced me and so I mean yeah that was every bit you know all the mem- you know I have so many memories with that guy and I could just I could literally go on and on and on with stories of him but I want to get to other people as well so uh, my aunt Annie who passed away very recently and her husband Lindy my uncle Lindy and actually they both passed away just a few months apart from each other really sad but uh, my easily without a doubt my favorite memory with both of them I went up to Kalispell they lived in Kalispell and I went up to Kalispell and spent a whole summer with them Now, the idea of this trip was, you know, we were going to go fishing a lot. We were going to go camping a lot. We were going to do a lot of outdoor stuff, hang out in Kalispell and see all the surrounding it, you know, just see that beautiful country and do a lot of outdoor stuff. Well, unfortunately, Lindy had to work a lot. My Aunt Annie had a bad back. So, and we we did go fishing a few times. We did go do some outdoor stuff, and it was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that. But... What ended up happening is for the most of my trip, I ended up, because I was staying in there like, they had like an attic that was set up like a bedroom. Like it it wasn't just like, don't imagine like a creepy attic. It was like a loft style, you know, room that, that, you know, was a livable situation. It wasn't all like cobwebs and all this bullshit. But what I ended up doing was for most of my summer, staying in that attic and I watched 
three movies. I watched Rush Hour 2, Reign of Fire, and Dumb and Dumb Er Er. I probably watched all three of those movies at least six times a piece. On top of that, I would stay up super, super late, so late they would show reruns of Days of Our Lives at like 4 a.m. So I watched a legit month or month and a half's worth of Days of Our Lives, which I've never done. And I can tell you right now, soap operas don't go anywhere. From the time I started watching that to the time that I stopped watching that, I think the story had progressed like a few days or something. Like the storyline did not progress past maybe a few plot points. So yeah, I ended up watching that. And then of course I would play um, imagination stuff and do all that. Hung out with my cousin Ellie a lot. But we did end up doing some, some outdoor stuff. And that's, that's what I remember was just that whole summer with them. It was a good time. And, uh, yeah, that's my fond memory of, the, of those two. Uh, my Uncle Larry. Uh, my Uncle Larry, he was a uh, paraplegic. He had this beautiful dog, Lobo, who would push him around in his wheelchair. But the memory, the specific memory I have that I hold dear to me with him is I remember sitting on he had a big like a a bed that had you know buttons for him to like move up and down and whatnot and I remember sitting on the bed with him watching Fantasia and he used to smoke cigars and so and still to this day every time I smell a cigar I immediately remember sitting on that bed watching Fantasia and I remember him smoking this cigar and he says hey try it try it try it uh take a smoke off of this and i'm like four five six something like that uh probably not four i'm like five six five six seven more like that that range and i just you know of course not knowing what the fuck i'm doing i just suck it down and i'm like and he thought that was the funniest shit and um, I never, I mean, he might be the reason I never smoked a cigarette, to be honest. I've smoked a few cigars, but you know, you don't really smoke cigars. You, you don't really, you don't inhale necessarily. It's just for the flavor. But yeah, so I, that's my memory of him is, is sucking on that cigar and almost dying. Uh, my Uncle Randy. I do not have a lot of memories with my Uncle Randy. I, I can picture being with him. But, you know, he wasn't really around a lot when I was a kid. I do remember, like, a specific memory of him sitting on a bench outside my grandma's house, just kind of hanging out. But the memory I have of Uncle Randy, and this is what's weird, is, you know, like I said, I didn't spend a lot of time with him. I knew he was a really great man. I knew he was, you know, a, a good person to be around. And, like, when he was around, he brought, like, a joy. So, at his funeral, I did not cry during the service. And I'm not a super emotional person when it comes... Like, it's really... I, I'm more of a crier at, you know, in my personal time. I usually don't cry publicly 
at funerals and whatnot. But I, I didn't cry during the service. The second the service ended, I walked, you know, y'all gather in the back and then you go to like a reception type of thing. And I saw my cousin Ellie and for no real reason, I can't explain it. Me and her just embrace, and my cousin Ellie, another person who I don't see a lot, who was never really in my life as a kid. You know, I've seen her vaguely here and there. And like, you know, I spent some time with her when I went to Calispo, but that was before, or that, that, that happened after this. I embraced her and just, we just cried so hard together. And I don't know why, but that was my, that was my memory of, of that is just like feeling like, I guess with her, something connected where it's just like, you felt that loss at that moment. And you knew like you lost somebody that was like a good person. Uh, my sister, China, I have not really talked about this. I don't think ever on the podcast, but my sister, Asia had a twin sister named China. China passed away uh, at four months old from leukemia. As you can probably imagine, her being four months old, I was also very young. I believe I was two and a half, three years old. And the crazy thing, so, so obviously I had very little memories with her, but I... She's the first memory I have. The oldest memory that I can I can draw back from in my memory bank literally is of that of that baby. And I remember I just remember standing at the crib. You know, obviously I was standing on like some kind of a chair or something like that, staring into the crib and seeing both the baby both Asia and China laying there together and that is literally the oldest memory i have i cannot think of anything further back than that and i think that's kind of something special like the the very few chances i had to have a memory with her i still have one so yeah um a few people i want to mention as well um my cousin alan my uncle pat and my aunt linda whom I really don't have a lot of memories with. It's sad to say with Uncle Pat because he was around a lot, but I don't, you know, we didn't really hang out or anything. He was, I just remember him being there for holidays. I have a few pictures with Alan, but unfortunately my memory serves me poorly and I do not have any like real crisp memories of hanging out with him. I remember just enjoying being around him, thinking he was a cool guy. And so... You know, these are people I still want to mention, even though I, I can't specifically detail a strong memory I have of them. But I do want to remember them today. And um, I, I'm almost 100% positive that I forgot somebody and that I, you know, there's probably somebody that I, I should have remembered to, to pay homage to and to uh, remember today. Unfortunately, it is late, as I mentioned. So if I did forget anybody, just know that they are definitely within my memory. And I do remember them. Um, I'll close it with this. 
at my Uncle Don's funeral. I, it's funny that I even mentioned like specific memories because I remember at his funeral saying that, you know, I have so many memories that I can't, that I couldn't even share just one. And I was very vague about it. So I am glad that I got the opportunity now to share some memories of him, which was dumb. I should have shared some, shared those memories then. And I was very dramatic in what I was saying. I thought I was kind of, you know, playing it up a little bit. And then I closed what I was saying by singing the song Danny Boy, which is a traditional Irish song. I did that because, you know, me like, like I said, me and Don have a very close music relationship. And I combined that with a, a, a traditional Irish song because we're an Irish family. I, d I wasn't going to sing some, like, Aussie or shine down at the funeral and some you know when i think about doing that it somewhat feels cringy to me that i did that not for the fact that like not for any fact other than that it made me feel like i was putting attention on me and that i was trying to you know i was obviously that wasn't my intention i was i was trying to pay homage to him by doing that and I hope that's what it came out as but when I look back on it it really kind of makes me feel like I maybe um if it, it might have felt like I was doing it for me or like to be like showy and like hey everybody look at me and that was not my intention so when I look back I, it kind of makes me cringe a little bit thinking about that I did that I don't regret it I do not regret it at all. And what's even crazier about it, what makes me regret it even less, is I remember, literally, I had already planned on doing that. Right before the funeral started, my cousin Kate said to me, um, what songs did you pick for the funeral? And I, you know, it was listed on the, on the little pam pamphlet thing or whatever. And she said, oh, you should have played, uh, you should have done whatever that, uh, I can't think of the band, but, uh, Danny boy, is that like, jump up and jump up and get down? I don't remember. I think that's the song. Chumbawamba, right? Is it Chumbawamba? Um, she said you should have done that because I always used to call... I used to change the words of that song to Donnie Boy. So she would say Donnie Boy when they say Danny Boy in that song because they're an Irish band. And so the fact that she even mentioned that and that I was already planning on singing the classic version of Danny Boy made it all worth it. And I don't regret it in the least. So, to honor all of them, I'll sing half of Danny Boy with a twist. So, okay, so in honor of all them, this is for you guys. Oh, Donnie boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. From glen to glen and down the mountainside. The summer's gone and all the roses falling. Tis you, tis you must go, and I must bide. 
But come here back when summer's in the meadow, when all the valley's hushed and white with snow. Tis I'll be here in sunshine or in shadow. Oh, Donnie boy, oh, Donnie boy, I love you so. Cheers to the lost. And, um, yeah, so happy Memorial Day to all of you. I hope you all remember the people that you love and hold close. Uh, let's move forward. And I'm, you know, that took a little time and I don't care because those people all deserve their stories told, the memories I have with them. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that wasn't uh, too much for you, but I don't care if it was. Um, I talked about when I was in Kalispell how I played pretend and I used to do all that. Well, I actually had a very depressing thought the other day. And that is, okay, so, you know, when you're a kid, I'm sure if if you were one, which you were, and you played anything, you played pretend. You would imagine, you know, running around with different people, different things that weren't there. You could play with your toys and like imagine this giant world that they were in and like you could just see it all. <clears throat> and the thought I had the other day was that you know, I don't have that anymore. I'm it's just like gone, right? Like the my imagine like I still have imagination but not the same way. And it kind of is depressing to think that you just lose that. Like, I don't think I could just run around here and, like, pretend like things are happening and all this stuff. Like, I, it's just, a, I don't have that. It's not part of me anymore. Because I can't, and what's crazy is I can't even remember how I did it. And, like, I can't remember how it was then. You know what I mean? I can't recreate that in my head even. So it's like the older you get, you know, the more that kind of just becomes less and less a part of you. And that sucks because imagination is so rad, you know. You almost, you know, you wish you could have the imagination of a kid again. The only thing I can imagine now, you know, uh, the only things that pop in my head anymore that I'm like, oh, I can imagine this is like, oh, huh, I can imagine that chick naked. Or, oh, yeah, I can imagine what it'd be like to be on stage and like be a star or you know you always think of like theor you know hypothetical scenarios like you can like I've talked about before you picture a scenario in your head that this might be how it goes but it never goes that way those are like the imagination things i have now whereas it's not like me picturing the room as a forest and so i guess that just upset me to kind of think about that and that it's a real precious thing that kids can still do that and kids have that ability to have that imagination so 
I don't know why I thought why I needed to bring that up, but it's just fun to think about like being a kid and having that imagination. Oh, I was also going to say that I was doing that longer than most people were. I mean, I was still in like middle school, high school, and me and my friend Eric would play pretend football. Like we made a legit full football league. Teams, players, you name it. We had it all. We did stats, we did awards, and we did it for all the teams, not just our team. And so, but like for the team we were, the team we were on, which was the Billings Rogue, like we would literally like play pretend, like we'd have the football and it would just be me and him, but we would imagine, you know, the the stadium and the and the other team the other team that we're playing against and all this and like I don't know we were just we basically were playing football LARP is what it was and so it's like <clears throat> I feel like I held on to that aspect of it longer than most people do And I don't know what made me think of that the other day, and I th it must have been something to do with LARPing. And the fact that I did hold on to that a little bit longer than I could have. But now, I don't even know if I could do it, man. I, d I just don't know if that's a part of me. And sometimes, sometimes I want to buy toys, like action figures, and see if I can do that. But then there's a part of you that, you know, you makes you think that, like... You feel silly doing that. <coughs> Bless me. <coughs> there should be a third one. No. But yeah, I wonder if I could still do that. So sometimes I feel like I want to buy some toys just to like see if I can do it. But then like I said, you kind of feel silly. You, even if you're, by here, you're here by yourself, you could, you know, I'd probably feel silly doing that. But yeah, so uh, yeah, imagination. That was the only thing I wanted to say about that. And uh, mm. I'll bring this up now because I don't see a time when I'll ever bring this up again. Last This last week, Joe Rogan had Neil deGrasse Tyson on. Now, if you don't know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is, he is a... Um, what is he? I can't remember his exact... Uh, he's a space guy. He, he he studies space and the cosmos and all that stuff. I can't remember the exact term for it. It's late. Give me a break. But anyway, during the interview, he brought up Planet X. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know what Planet X is. From what he said, Planet X was a theory that there was a 10th planet out there that or a ninth planet rather since Pluto doesn't exist or wait yeah ninth planet right ten nine whatever there's an extra planet out there and so he they were he was talking about Planet X. Now, the only reason I bring that up is because I remember when I worked at Olive Garden. And this is kind of where imagination also feeds into it. I remember serving this couple. And they, they were regulars. They came in a lot. 
I had served them before. Very kind couple. Very, like, social. They would talk to you. They were very kind. Seemed like a normal couple. Well, one time they came in, and they changed the way I looked at them forever. Because I don't even know how this got brought up. We were just talking, and the guy says something along the lines of, Hey, so let me just ask you, out of curiosity, have you ever heard of the Planet X theory? And I'm like, no. And he was talking... I don't even remember exactly. It was some crazy conspiracy about Planet X and how Planet X was going to align with something and it was going to end up causing like natural disasters and basically the end of the world here and it was going to happen fairly soon. And then they started talking about how she used to work at NASA and that there's all this like crazy stuff coming up and that they were going to put you know chips in the vaccines and this was years ago, by the way. This was like five, six years ago. Before all the stuff started really... All that got even more elevated. She was talking about chips and vaccines. What is crazy is she. they did mention Bill Gates back then. Which is like... Th- that's even more of a thing now. But... I don't know. It was just a weird... Weird conversation. And I just remember like... I am, like, such an influenced person that when people tell me shit like that, I have a tendency to, like, buy into it sometimes. So I feel like I remember going home and really studying Planet X and, like, all this NASA shit that they were talking about. Eventually, obviously, I got over it, but when people, like, fill me with, like, conspiracies, I have a tendency to believe them for a while until I finally just don't care anymore. But yeah, I just I thought I'd bring that up because I don't remember any scenario where I would ever bring that up. But yeah, I just remember those really really normal people ended up being not so normal because they were going crazy conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, I suppose I will close it with this now. It's late, guys. I'm so tired. I still gotta edit this thing. Okay. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know maybe if it was just me having a really good day or a good weekend this weekend. Um, I just it was I was having a great weekend. I've over the last few days felt nothing but joy and happiness in my life and thankfulness and just. I'm happy with where I'm at. I love the person I am. So I don't know if that has anything to do with this or like my realization of this or my like, you know, looking at this situation this way. But I was really observing people a lot this weekend, just random people. And it's like. I saw a group of homeless people as I was driving through downtown and like, I don't know what it was. I saw them and you know, obviously they looked like they were not sitting in the best situation. They were just like had lawn chairs and they were just hanging out in the shade and had a bunch of bags, you know, obvious homeless situation, but they're all talking and laughing and smiling. And you know, in that moment, 
the worst type of situation you could probably have, there was joy. And I remember I was hanging out just... I was just hanging out at a, at a brewery, having some dinner the other night, just having a drink. And, you know, I'm just by myself hanging out. And, you know, the guy next to me was talking, you know, he, he would make small talk with me. He was very polite, also by himself, just there enjoying his evening, being a friendly guy. The, the bartenders were very friendly. I, I remember watching a, a guy in the kitchen come out of the kitchen just with this big smile on his face and I could all I was thinking was like how much you know work can suck sometimes especially on a Saturday night you know work can suck so bad and you could just be so upset and like choose to have a bad day or choose to you know feel like fuck this you know fuck fuck having this job you know blah 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 especially right now when there's so many people not working but to see somebody smiling even when you're, you know, in a bad situation. Like, I wouldn't call it a bad situation, but it's not your favorite situation. Nobody likes to be at work necessarily. And yet you choose to have joy. And it got me thinking about the fact that, you know, I've seen the legit best of people. And I've seen the legit worst of people. And that comes in all forms. You see people who are extremely wealthy, extremely well put together, have a great situation, and yet they are not always great people. They can be, you know, some of the worst people. They can also be some of the best people. On the other spectrum, you see people who are down in the dumps, living in a bad situation, and they can still find joy in life. They can still be happy and be a kind person, be a generous person, or they could be, you know, they could ha- they could be a bad person. They could be a a murderer, a rapist, a drug dealer, whatever. So you see the good, you know, I I just I've seen the best of people and I've seen the worst of people. And what I want to express to you all is choose to be the best of people. Why choose to be the worst of, of the world when you have the choice, you have the ability to be the best of people? It doesn't matter if you're in a bad situation. It doesn't matter if you're down on your luck, if you are having a bad day, something goes wrong in your life. Somebody dies even, you know, here on Memorial Day, somebody passes away. There's always the ability to feel joy and to express joy, to express gratitude, to express love, um, to, to be a caring, giving person. <clears throat> even when you're feeling your worst, it pays better to to be a positive, good person. Because it's never going to help you to just radiate negativity when you're already f- feeling negative. That ain't going to help you. It's not going to help anybody else. So, what I will say and what I will leave you with today 
In a world where we have choices, where we can be whoever we want to be, choose to be good. And I think that's the best possible thing I can say to close this episode. So, it's late. I'm ready for bed. But thank you all for watching. I do appreciate it. I hope this episode meant something to you because it meant something to me. And um, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I didn't wait to do it. And I hope you appreciate it. And if you do appreciate it, please do me a favor. Like, share, and subscribe. Um, remember to keep those in your thoughts who aren't with us anymore. Not just today, but every day. Never forget them. And share their story. Tell other people so that they aren't forgotten and that other people know uh, the special people who were special to you. And uh, choose to be good. Because the world's always better when we all are good. And treat life like a garden. Because then we can all dig it. <laughs>